We hear about money all the time, people having a lot, people not having enough, but where does it come from? How is it regulated? Hey guys, Bryce here today, and I'd like to discuss with you the macroeconomy and why it's so important. Today, we'll be answering questions like, why is the macroeconomy important, who is the Fed, and what do they do, and more importantly, how? But before we dig into that, we must first understand the topic of economics and what it's all about. The study of economics helps us to understand individuals and societies and how they allocate their limited resources to satisfy their unlimited wants and needs. Now, economics sounds a little scary when you put it that way, so let's think of it as an example. Say you had $100 to spend on whatever you wanted. So first, you go see a movie for $10. No big deal, right? You still have $90 to do whatever you want with, so you go to the mall and you buy a new shirt for $20. Now you're left with $70, and you decide to use that money to buy a new pair of $40 shoes to go with your new shirt. Now that you have a new outfit, and you've already seen the movie you wanted to see, you decide to go to an amusement park with your friends, but the ticket costs $50, and you now only have $30. Your wants have now outweighed your limited amount of money. Economics is similar in that it tracks how people and groups of people deal with this type of predicament in real life. Now that we understand economics, we need to understand how it's structured in order to learn how it works. Economics is split into two sections, microeconomics and macroeconomics. While microeconomics studies on the focus of individuals, such as households and businesses, macroeconomics focuses on the bigger picture, overall aspects and workings of the economy, like GDP, unemployment, and inflation. Today, we will be focusing on macroeconomics and, more importantly, the Federal Reserve. But before we begin with that, we must first ask, what is so important about the macroeconomy? Today, the macroeconomy is responsible for a variety of tasks, such as controlling inflation and deflation and keeping the economy from falling into devastating recessions or economic booms. Now that we have a general understanding of how economics works, we must now ask, who is the Fed and why does it exist and what are its key tools? In order to answer that question, we must go back to 1913. After a series of panics and bank runs, the government decided there should be a central bank that has authority over all other banks in order to maintain order and consistency. This is how the Federal Reserve, nicknamed the Fed, was created, and it has stayed in use since. The Fed has many duties, including regulating monetary policy, serving as a central bank, a bank for banks, holding deposits and extending loans to them, and bank regulation, ensuring financial stability and setting reserve requirements, which is just a minimum amount of money required of a bank to be kept on hand at all times. Now that we know the Federal Reserve's main duties, you may be asking, what powers do they have that allow them to carry out these duties? As it turns out, the Fed has two options of how to influence the economy. One, the buying and selling of bonds, a.k.a. open market operations, and two, the altering of reserve requirements. Now, there are two versions of each of these tools. The tool the Fed decides to use is dependent on the effect they wish to have on the economy and ultimately the money supply in the economy. So now that we know the tools that the Fed has, how do they impact the economy? To begin, let's discuss the buying and selling of bonds, also known as open market operations. This will either increase or decrease the amount of money in the economy based on the action chosen. If the Fed wants to increase the amount of money in the economy, they'll buy bonds from the population. In contrast, if the Fed wants to decrease the amount of money in the economy, they'll sell bonds to the population. Now, a bond is just a piece of paper that serves as a promise from the Fed to return the amount of money that you spent on the bond plus the interest that it acquires over the years. This is utilized by the Fed as a process of raising and lowering interest rates. 
This approach is based on a sort of domino effect that occurs as a result of changing interest rates. For example, when interest rates increase, people are less likely to take out loans, thus causing an economic contraction. However, when interest rates decrease, people are more likely to take out loans, which will increase the money flow in the economy, leading to an expansionary period. Now, the second option the Fed has when it comes to impacting the economy is altering the reserve requirements for surrounding banks. Lowering the reserve requirement will allow banks to loan out more money, thus increasing the amount of money in the economy. Inversely, increasing the reserve requirement will decrease the amount of money banks are able to loan out and contract the money flow in the economy. Now it's time for a quick recap. Economics is the study of how individuals and societies allocate limited resources to satisfy unlimited wants and needs. We know that micro is the study of individuals, while macro is the study of the overall workings of the economy. We also now know why the macroeconomy is important, and that's because it controls inflation and deflation and regulates recessions and economic booms through the Federal Reserve. We also now know that the Fed regulates these things through monetary policy, which includes buying and selling of bonds, which causes the raising and lowering of interest rates, which will then impact the money supply in the economy at any given point in time. So there you have it. That's the gist of the Federal Reserve and what they do, why they do it, and how. This is Bryce signing off. See you next time.